I dealt with too. Mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, we all done lived the same life. Oh God, yeah, like for a long time, like I was like hella embarrassed because I started watching it like super young. Like, Me too. bro, I was on porn like way too young, and like I'm, I used to get my ass whooped and still would go watch that shit. And I'm just like, yes, and I was just <laughs> like, but um. But it's just like it's common nature. You never know what we saw as a kid that made us yes. curious. So, you know, so. certain people have like experienced certain traumas that made them turn to it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a, a yeah. certain level of oh yeah. Everything. All right. Welcome to the living room. <laughs> K-Day's living room, literally. <laughs> but yeah, today I definitely have a close friend of mine here with me, Shelby Stewart. Um, Shelby is published. She's done several different hip-hop projects that we're going to dive into today. <sighs> Just a lover of all things hip-hop lover is really... Really what we're going to get across today to the folks. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really would like to talk intimately with you about like hip hop and different projects you've done and just a whole slew of things. (laughs) Me too. Like I've been kind of like picking my brain all day. Mm And so like, let's just start at the beginning, honestly, like undergrad. I know you like had an internship with Sony. I know you Mm -hmm. had a blog. We were speaking earlier about how you interviewed with G Erbo. You married Homie Quan. You were down in Louisiana, Um, like the home of like good music because the South rip. was crazy. Um, I saw Boosie in concert a few times. Um, what was amazing about undergrad was that, um, Going to school in a different state really got to put me on to a whole different type of music because I would have never known about Chicago drill music until I met people from Chicago who went to school with me. That okay. put me on like G Herbo so, and King Louie and well, stuff like let's that. Let's stop there. Let's explain Chicago drill music to people who are virgins <laughs> to that term. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to exactly like explain it. Um, drill music is really just like... Okay, Chief Keef, when he dropped, what was it? Back from Finito? The no. no. Um, don't like, like, back on. Like, don't like, school. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Like, he got way more songs than that, but. Um, For sure. But yeah, no, it's just real hardcore, like, street music, basically. Okay. Um, it's kind of, I would I would say it's, like, kind of similar to Trap, but it's still a little different. Okay, okay, Maybe. okay. So from these like experiences and people you meet in music and stuff, mm-hmm. you're evolving. Trying, trying. Um, I feel like I probably could be doing more, mm-hmm. but um, sometimes I feel like I regret not like stopping Shelby speakers because that was really like it was on a roll. I was making yeah. good progress with that, but um, senior year, you know, stuff kind of just got 
in senior like, year. I was trying to graduate. No, yeah. College <laughs> so, is a whole different beast. So yeah. I get it if everything was like, let's put a pause but on that. It's crazy because my junior year is really when things with that blog started like really like speeding up because mm-hmm. I got to interview Ken the Man and Megan Thee Stallion before they blew up. Come on. No, like, Come that on. That was so crazy. And I really wish I still had access to that content. Why don't you? Where is it? I don't know. But I still have my interview with G Herbo, though. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I interviewed Megan, and she really is, like, the sweetest. So I've heard she's, like, super down to earth. She's like amazing. But, yeah, I met her, like, Really, like, at the cusp of her blowing up. Because this is when she had dropped all those freestyles with Merrick. Shout out to him, because me and him still were cool. Cool, cool. But, um, but yeah, she had dropped um, the Houston, like, versus Dallas freestyle. The Houston cypher, all of that. She was doing all of those. So, I met her then. Okay. And she was real cool. Um, and since then, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, climb the ladder. I'd love to, like, meet her again now that she's, yes. like... Yes. Huge. Claim it. You definitely will. So after you got started with Shelby Speakers and Mm -hmm. stuff, like, how was that? Like, just kind of like giving your all to a blog? Was it like your first time kind of like doing your all? Honestly, I had no idea that Shelby Speakers would blow up to be what it was at the time because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden people just started sending me music and I was just like, I ain't gonna listen to your music. (laughs) But it it really became a thing. Yeah. like my sophomore and junior year, like people were really sending me music and be like, Oh, did you listen to this? What's your opinion on that? And I was like, Well, okay. This right. Is what I'm doing. So, kind of like piggybacking off of that and like you saying you're a lover of all things hip hop, or at least that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, you know, the brown sugar question. When do you <laughs> feel you fell in love with hip hop, Shelby when Stewart? When did I? Um, I think I always loved it. Um, and strangely enough, my parents were never like huge listeners of hip hop, mm-hmm. but they were listeners of like jazz and R and B. So that's kind of where it stemmed from. So my like love from it came like my dad loved jazz. Like my dad loves Isaac Hayes and Curtis Mayfield. So I used to study them. He has vinyls like all over the house still. So I just look at them, and um, my mom she loved um, Angie Stone and Erica Badu. So those were like my gateways into hip hop. And then in high school, it kind of like peaked. And then I just I, be, I used to be on SoundCloud, like just surfing the web. All the time, so. <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely like that. SoundCloud, like definitely, still got bangers to oh, this yeah. day that we oh, gotta yeah. go back and touch with. And I like how you just said like Jill Scott and Angie Stone and because like a lot of people don't like to acknowledge the R&B and hip hop connection. So like speak to that a little bit because I feel like a lot of people kind of act like R&B. They intersect a lot more than people actually think like they're two separate genres. Don't get me wrong. But um, the content, like the messages of the music. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's where artists like Black kind of come from. Because mm-hmm. he's like, he can definitely yeah. sing, but he definitely got those bars. Black, I think Bryson Tillich, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. DJ the Chicago Kid. Facts, like, he's very underrated. Uh, I, I like him a lot. He went on a rant the other day yes. talking about some y'all, the, hit, the R&B y'all miss is really what I'm making, but y'all don't yeah. listen to it. Yeah, like, yeah, because honestly, like a lot of people sleep on BJ the Chicago oh, Kid, yeah. and he has bangers. Like, I remember... I first I got turned on to him with that song he has with Kalani. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it right now. Uh, Down for you, I 
Yes, Down For You. And I was like fell in love with that song. And from then on, I was like always following him. Yeah. And then when he did Terrell Grice's show, I was like really into that. When I, I found him, actually, I think I started listening to him through Chance. When Chance dropped Acid Rap, I'm like, who is this? Right. Guy? But, um... Because, you know, like, Chance and those collective of artists, they all came from Chicago. So, I yeah. was like, okay, who is he? And mm-hmm. he has so much good music. Yes. He really got vocals. Yes. Yeah. I just, like, love his soulfulness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His soulfulness is everything. So, kind of going from that mm-hmm. to, like, you said, your crazy senior year, you ended up crossing Delta. Come on now, Red. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I crossed my sophomore year, actually. Um... It was amazing. It was fun. I I love it with all my heart. Um, I met some of the most amazing people through Delta. And um, my best friend, we crossed together my sophomore sophomore year, her junior year. Okay. But um, it's my best friend. We knew it's crazy because it sounds wild when we tell people the story. (laughs) um, We were cool before we crossed, but I saw her at this event on campus one day and I was like, that's going to be my line sister. And to this day, we've been, like, joined at the hip. But, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, has being a Delta helped you, like, connect in different ways as far as, like, your journalism? Um, I probably could network more in a way that would be advantageous to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't. I don't really... I don't really use Delta like that. Um, only because, like, I feel like it's an asset. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, like, my whole being. So. Right. Correct. Correct. So, correct. Yeah. Okay. So, moving after undergrad, you back home. And you start working with Keisha Nicole, 97 on the box. Let's... <laughs> Let's unpack yeah. that whole situation. Um, Keisha, she is so dope. Um, she's my mentor. So I met her last summer because I just I wanted to be more involved in the Houston like music scene, and I felt like she was the perfect perfect person to um, you know like get with. Um, right. Because of course I could have reached out to Kiati or mm-hmm. Mad Hatter, but I was like, you know, she's a woman. She's real dope. She got her own show. So I reached out to her, and it's been nothing short of amazing, like, working with her. So um, so when you say reach out, did you, um, like, hit her up on Instagram? Did you know her previous? Actually, did you know somebody that knew somebody that um, knew her? Yeah, I know. <laughs> some, like, going to U of H, I knew somebody who knew her because he worked at the radio station. Okay. And I was like, hey, you know, like, put me on Plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, put me on real quick. And he was like, yeah, just reach out to her. I was like, I already did, so I just need you to... Do the you little. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I re- uh, I reached out to him and she hit me like the next day. And Come I was on. Like, oh, bet. So we met the next day and since then, you know, we've been working together um, a lot and um, it's been beautiful seeing her progress too. She actually just got the morning show with Kiati. So yes, I seen that because they're trying to like revamp mm-hmm. it. I yeah, love so that. They do Good Morning H Town now, and I just think that's so amazing because I was like, dang, I was really with her. Like, yeah, she was shooting know, doing... in the gym. <laughs> but no, it's been really cool working with her. Like getting to tag along with her, like with some of like really big events. So I've seen a lot of cool stuff. I've met a lot of you know like Houston power players. So yeah, really cool. yeah, cool. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So. One, what's like one of the most like valuable connections you feel like you've made networking wise? Um, honestly, 
honestly, Keisha, she's plugged me into a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have been able to get by myself. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot more people, but also just even people who are still kind of like on that same level as me, still trying to like make it, it's Mm -hmm. still good to know them. Like knowing people on your way up is great. Yes. I always feel like it's good to pull people up if you a step ahead or, um, you know, just calling people for like favors or just asking people for help. It's Mm -hmm. it's, it's great. And like people, I like, I think a lot of people are like scared to kind of like reach out because they're like, dang, I'm like so scared of rejection, but it's just like the worst they can say is no. Like, (laughs) I used to to be so nervous to ask people like, like about stuff like that, but it's just like, F it. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Like if they get a no, that's just another opportunity for me to ask somebody else. Yep. Yep. Or maybe they might remember you and hit you back one day right so okay okay so how did let's talk about your hip-hop h-tex museum idea like your baby oh yeah that's my do you feel like that's like a passion project of yours um it really is honestly because um it's not common knowledge but most museums are 501c3s so that means that they're non-profits so i'm not gaining a cent from like building this okay but um I'm really passionate about hip hop and Houston hip hip hop in particular, but mm-hmm. um, it's been amazing seeing his progress because it's really just been me like doing stuff, yeah, and, like seeing it like slowly like build up. It's like oh, okay, I'm I'm doing this. I'm out here. Really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so kind of um, tell us a little bit about it. Um, so initially, I had the idea. I the idea was birthed through grad school. Um, so I go to school at U of H. I'm studying communications again. So okay. I'm like two degrees in mass comm. Okay. But um, so I started thinking about it. Well, I'm really studying public relations, but mm-hmm. public relations and marketing. But I was like, I have one day I was in class. I was like, what if I built a hip hop museum? And my advisor was like do it like why not but she was like this is a really good idea because there's a need for it there's Mm -hmm. never been a hip-hop museum in this city and it'd be great for it to be the home to so many yeah to commemorate so many artists who like don't make music anymore or whoever's like passed away like that'd be amazing to have like a standalone spot for all of that yeah you know okay um so since then like the idea was it was really like nebulous in the beginning but when i started writing stuff down i was like okay you know like this could really be a thing and that's a big key write it down y'all yeah jot it down and cross it off okay like like, but manifestation is real so yes i've been talking about this and thinking about this for such a long time and the fact that it's like really like coming together i'm like whoa like literally um, the potential of it scares me every single day. The magnitude. But, oh, yeah. But think about how many people you're going to reach, how many people you're going to pay homage to, how many people, oh, yeah. like, like she said, it's a need for it. Like, mm-hmm. people don't give Houston their credit. Like, no. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I want to be a part of the music. Like, Houston and the music industry has done so much that we don't really get credit for. And that's actually why um, I respect Sauce Walker so much. Like, mm-hmm. I agree. He a nut any other time, but he always trying to make sure Houston gets the credit for what recognition. He goes about it very aggressively, but he definitely has a solid point at the end of it all. Like Mm -hmm. really, like listen to what this man is saying. Like he he's making a point. So yeah. Ooh. I'm getting like chills for you. <laughs> and that just like 
Because I remember yeah. uh, I met Sauce Walker back mm-hmm. in the day. Me yeah. and my homegirls, we went to go get a tattoo for Ron C, mm-hmm. Sunnyside Tattoo yeah. Artist. Mm-hmm. He was in there. He was playing like some one of his first early, yeah. early projects. And we were just thinking he was just like some crazy dude in there getting a tattoo. Yeah. Years later, this man is like manifesting. And yeah. I really appreciate him because he is pushing to let people know like, hey, like support yourself independently if yeah. you can. Kind of like I was going to ask you about like the situation mm-hmm. going on with Meg and stuff. You know, like yeah. you get behind these people to who you think are supposed to help you and then mm-hmm. it's so common you get down the line yeah. and it's just like um i think strangely enough it's it kind of seemed like within the industry the music industry alone it seems like ice cube might have been the only person to ever read a contract yep but, um <laughs> but the thing is is that us regular people like when you're trying to get out the hood and you're really trying to like work for like what you love yeah um you're not looking at all of that stuff and then also like to the average person i don't know half the shit that's in there like i don't know what that means yeah so. and then even if she would have sat down read it or had a lawyer to read it like it it, it would have been like a lengthy yeah. process i'm sure and, and um the thing is she could have hired a lawyer and even that lawyer might not have had her best interest at heart correct anyway. so, correct um, correct I don't really fault her because Me the thing is, is that she look at where she's at now. So, and mm-hmm. I think she's gonna make it out the deal anyway. I do. Um, I, f- I for sure think Jay gonna get behind her with all the the I mean, heavy. I was, I was really happy to see that um, she signed with Rock Nation because mm-hmm. I feel like um, not that fifteen oh one was holding her back, but um, they kind of messed over the fans in a way mm-hmm. because all them fever visuals that we just never got i never forgot about that I'm yeah like, where's this stuff at no yeah so, and then it's just like y'all y'all saying like y'all doing her distribution and her prom- promotion but where is it because like half the time like we looking at her lives for like finding out yes! stuff we on her instagram yes! finding stuff out so it's just so, like for you to say that y'all made her or however y'all mm-hmm. feel and then for him to kind of like post a picture yeah. of jay like that's not cool mm-hmm. like we we understand like the 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 magnitude that Jay Prince holds, but like that now is not the time. She just yeah. want her contract read looked yeah. at, and and I think that's what's even crazier about when you talk about like contracts and stuff like that because um, I can see if like she was one of those artists that just wanted out of the contract mm-hmm. and they was just trying to hold back music that way, mm-hmm. but that was never the case. Right. She just wanted to rene- renegotiate. Like, right, oh. she never said that she didn't want to pay y'all like oh, none of that. So and when you really like look at the depth of the contract, because you know me, so I looked at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meg not making nothing. I, not a single nothing. thing. Because even after 40%, she's still paying most yes. of Yes. And the thing is, like, so she coming out of pocket for studio time, mm-hmm. hair, makeup, all of this. And yep. it's just like, damn. Yep. Like, yep. So. And then, like, not to mention how much she probably spent while she traveling. Mm-hmm. With a whole team. A team. Her security. <sighs> That's another story. So, let's just throw it out there. Where you see yourself in five years. What show we gonna be doing five years from now? Who you gonna be working with? Who you collabing with? I wish I had like a direct answer. Um, like I said before, we even started shooting. Um, it's so many things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I kind of have my sights set on um, teaching. Yes, um, ma'am, Professor Shelves. Yeah, so that's <laughs> kind of something I've been looking at. I don't want to get a doctorate mm-hmm. at all, yeah. but um. I wouldn't mind teaching like ad like adjunct courses on hip hop like hip hop one on one. So I've been in talks with some people. So hopefully that can actually you know happen. But um, 
But yeah, like like you know, like I'm doing my very first lecture at Texas Southern. Next yes, week, yes, week. I plan on rolling out there. I don't even know how I <laughs> finesse that, but um, but yeah, manifestation. Because I remember you saying for every, you was like, I want to teach hip hop. I want to educate people with hip hop, and yeah. even just like you being a female trying to educate people with yeah. in hip hop, it's like you're it's, not trying to be an artist. You're not trying to do this. You're not trying to do like the. It's very yeah. It's very different. Like um, it's funny that you brought that up. Like women in hip hop is. It's not, I don't want to say it's difficult, um, but it has its challenges. It's kind of like Meg always says, if I was out here making them sounds like Playboy Cardi, Cardi, nobody would take me serious. So Um, like you as a woman, you got to educate yourself. And then when you start educating others, like, okay, maybe y'all will take the female serious now. um, (laughs) You know what I mean? Truth be told, like it, I'm not going to say it took a long time for me to build credibility, but for people to be like, oh, this is what she does, you know? Right. Um, That took a long time because... Like I said before, like, you don't know too many women that are just listening to a lot of hip-hop, like, on a regular basis, so... Mm-hmm. And like I like like that deep thorough hip hop because mm-hmm. for sure they gonna listen to their city girls they gonna listen oh, to Meg yeah. like we all do you know of what I'm course, saying yeah. but it's just like to mm-hmm. listen to like that deep like like that dude Larry June that just kind of oh, like yeah. came on the scene like he is really hard but I mean like he's just like somebody <laughs> that nobody would like tap into yeah. like um, off rip or just like basis, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a lot of artists um, like Larry June um, Griselda Baldy James the Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's those are the artists that you wouldn't particularly think a woman would be listening to. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, when people find out I am, they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, okay, she, she got a little taste." Okay. Right, right, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> And then we got we gotta speak on your fave, Big Crit. You know what I'm saying? Like so you live and cool. buy die by the crit. Oh yes. How was that? Kind of explain that a little. Uh, so I actually, strangely enough, that was probably one concert at the time when I was really like on a concert run. I was yeah. on everything. Okay. Um, like this past fall, I just ended up at the House of Blues like all the time. But um, I actually paid to get in that concert and paid for the meet and greet too. Mm-hmm. But um, Big Crit, he's he's so nice. He's so genuine. Um, and I actually kind of like that he got out of his deal because I think that there are a lot of artists that are just meant to be independent. Yes. Um, like, he, I feel like he works better. His creativity is better, like, in that space. Mm-hmm. But um, he's a really genuine guy. Like, What was... So, for you to, like, have idolized him for so long, did you get a chance to, like, ask him anything? Was it, like, a quick exchange? No, it was a very quick exchange. I wish I had more time with him. But, yeah. Um, but, honestly, from what I got from him, he's, like, a really genuine dude. Like, what he talks about in his music, like, that's him. He's just a country ass nigga. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> got Gotta love it, gotta love it. So recently you did some in front of the camera work. I know you're usually writing yeah, and you're usually playing the it behind the scenes. So yes. how was that kind of taking a turn and being um, in front of the camera? It's been weird, but I mean, like knowing that I have degrees in communication, like it's nothing foreign to me, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's been interesting. I don't think... Like you said, like, I'm definitely, like, that behind-the-scene person, so mm-hmm. I like talking to people, like, in intimate spaces, but, um, mm, I don't know, <laughs> on, like, on air ain't really for me, like. So, um, how was that being, like, outside your comfort zone? What was the shoot kind of centered around for um, people who didn't get a chance to see it? Um, I'm right. I was writing for Houstonia, kind of, like, freelancing for them, and then they reached out to me one day, and they were like, hey, do you want to get in front of the camera for, um for their like most romantic restaurants and I was like 
sure, okay. <laughs> um, and I didn't really think much of it. And then they're like, yeah, it's going to be like a full page spread. I was like, oh. We doing so, this. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Like, y'all really want to be in y'all magazine. <laughs> but um, it was a really fun experience. I didn't mind it. Um, they were kind of like pushing me to like go into the modeling business. I was like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, though. Thank you, though. But, um, but yeah, so that, it was really fun. It was fun. Um, we did a whole bunch of different places around the city. Um, it was it was a lot, but I enjoyed it. It was a fun experience. So. Yeah. So um, when you did the red carpet, like I know yeah. I was like super like yeah. at home, like oh my gosh, my girl. Because <laughs> like I think ideally, like for yeah. me, when I think of a career for myself, that's how I see it. Like mm-hmm. you know, like I'm a student podcasting, yeah. and then it eventually like branch yeah. into like interviewing like that, that's or like maybe working for E, like on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Like I love Daily Pop, yeah. just like something to that capacity mm-hmm. where I could just chop it up. Yeah. talk to people that was a very fun experience it was fun like being on a red carpet I was talking to a lot I got to talk to Zero that night um, what did you ask him uh I don't even remember <laughs> um I told him I was like when most of you don't come on um I'm still rapping it from beginning to end he was like shit I'm not and I was like <laughs> why this nigga really down the earth but it was, it was fun um I got to meet a lot of local artists um so it was like the Houston Music Awards, something like that. Okay. But it was really cool. Like it was somewhat small, but it was a really nice event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great getting to cover it. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Um, Definitely like right up your alley. Um, yeah. Um, I think I'm still like kind of like moving and shaking, you know, like throughout journalism to see like what I really, really enjoy doing. Because mm-hmm. I did enjoy like covering that and being on the red carpet. But um, I think writing is on. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of going to ask you when you're not like thinking about hip hop, like, what are you doing when you're chilling? When, what, what does Shelby do in her free time? Cause you um, definitely like seem like one of those girl bosses. Like you always working. You see like you never sleep. So what are you doing? I feel like that. Um, especially now, like with the museum and the progress that I made with it, mm-hmm. um, it, that's something like I have to like look at every day. Yeah stressing me out but um in this little spare time that I do have I'm either in class um I actually coach volleyball on the side so I love working with kids okay um also reading so okay. I love little dorky stuff but um no it's not dorky so, all of it sounds yeah. like you getting closer and closer so um for those who don't know Shelby played volleyball like <laughs> the, did you start in middle school or was uh, it like probably, a high school thing like, no nah, actually I started playing volleyball when I was like seven or eight okay and it kind of like became a thing to my parents and then um several like private lessons and volleyball teams later you was yeah. So, I was going to ask you if you still, like, play volleyball. So, you just kind of only coach now? Uh, or I kind of only coach. After my senior night in college, I kind of just hung up my jersey. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be done with this. But also, um, I had so many injuries. I was just like, just yeah. yeah, I broke my arm my junior year. Got some torn ligaments still. So, it's kind of just like, yeah, time to cut that out. So much. So, like, as someone who's just, like, building a brand and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, what what advice would you give to somebody that's just really trying to, like, get in a room? Like, whatever room that is for them, mm-hmm. like, what kind of advice would you... Honestly, just don't quit. Um, because, like we were saying before, um, a lot of people don't see the work that people put in on the back end Correct. of stuff. Correct. Like, um, 
Because even you said it, like, I've been doing this for a long time, but it don't even feel like it. And I feel like I should be, like, up further, but it's just, like, it's all, you know. Yeah, and, like, we were kind of, like, speaking to enjoying that moment. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so many people like, I got to do this, I got to do that, so-and-so on social media. And she living in Dubai right now. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, you don't know what she did to get there. She probably out there homeless. Like Yeah, I was about to say, quite honestly, I don't know what people's PTO be looking like. People be on vacations all the time. You feel me? No, so you just enjoying the moment and just yeah. really just taking time to absorb like what you're doing in the here and now because yeah. like for sure you out here doing stuff like I know it doesn't feel like it all the yeah. time yeah. I know you would probably be rather getting paid more for the stuff oh, you're doing yeah but especially yeah. with media like I tell people all the time because people are like so how do you work in HR but like you like have a background in media because mm-hmm. it's just like when I was like trying to like go work for the radio station when I was trying to go work for the news station they like oh yeah. we'll move to Timbuktu and yeah. make 20k mm-hmm. and be away from all your family and friends and record yeah. your stuff edit your stuff write your stuff that's they all don't I tell you that part. That's all indeed to tell you. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there's some place in Ohio that want to work wants you to work for thirty five thousand dollars, and it's just like, man. Nah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, why would I do that when so and so just blew up on YouTube? Why would I do that when mm-hmm. I got all the capabilities I can use? My we are in such a like DIY like yeah. era right now. It's like you could really do it yourself, and that's kind of why I freelance so much for like different people because it's like I can still build up my portfolio. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's really important, like because like. I know you feel like you like not as doing as much as you could be, but like think about your portfolio. Think about like how big you stacking your books. So when you do get to like you said essence yeah. or mm-hmm. you know complex or whatever, yeah. you like dang like I really been out here working even before time. I got my degree. Yeah. And but you know like even Keisha like as my mentor, she's always telling me like sometimes you just gotta do it for free. Yeah. Like, until you really get to that space where it's like it's. Yeah, I, I follow um, DJ Shantae, the one who's mm-hmm. on 937 three seven yeah. and like she was just kind of saying. Um, she posted a throwback Thursday mm-hmm. from like five years ago. She yeah. was like, man, I was back working for free. And she was yeah. like, look at me now. So mm-hmm. she booking, booking, booking. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you just got to get people to trust you. It's funny. Um, you know, DJ Ari, Ari the DJ. Yeah, yeah. She was actually just talking about that on Instagram the other day, too. Like, people only, like, and that's kind of one of my gripes with social media. Like, y'all only see the successes, but it's just like, people been doing this for a long yeah. time. Putting that work in on okay. the back end. Thanks for tuning in to K-Day Speaks, you guys. We're going to take a brief break. But to find out more about our guest that we have on today, Shelby Stewart, you can find her at Shelby Stewart on all social media platforms. And to get more involved and find out about the Houston Hip Hop Museum, check them out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter under HTX Hip Hop Museum. And check out the website that just launched not too long ago, HTXHipHopMuseum.org. Now, back to the show. Walmart. Virgo shit. Yeah. Like, don't want to be on the scene all the time. It's crazy. Like, I've been having, like, been talking with so many Virgos lately. I'm just like, dang, you a Virgo too? You a Virgo too? My mama Virgo? Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's just always Virgos around me. That must be, like, my little... What's your stuff? A cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why the face? Oh, Wait no, a minute. Virgo women, I mean, cancer women are cool. I get along with cancer, cancer yeah. men. Oh, yeah, they different. Yeah, they, they're very different. I had a cancer man ghost me, and I'll never go back. What? Yeah, nope, nope. A cancer man just ghosted me, and he the one who asked to mess with me. <laughs> he was just like, hey, cancer men fuck are with me. horrible. Listen to me. <laughs> Stay away from them. Ah, you ain't lying. And them yeah. Libras, y'all special. They'll mess your life up. Gemini's. 
I ain't never had an experience with a Gemini. I actually think uh, relationship wise, I work best with Scorpios. We be having like that was a plug. Ah! <laughs> I'm messing with you. Look at you. I do though. I do like we be having a little like push and pull at first, but um, Scorpios end up being great friends. For yeah, me. yeah. Um, that's what's up that's what's up but yeah. going back to working freelance we were kind of mm-hmm. talking about Artie DJ um yeah. Moffy. we were talking mm-hmm. about we went to yeah, high school yeah. with her and just kind of like you know a lot of the behind the scenes that a lot mm-hmm. of people don't really tap into yeah um I think like I said like with social media it's a big facade like where a lot of people only see like your highs but they never see your lows or your super lows mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. but it's like nobody want to show you that else publicly right um and that's something that i'm personally like working on not necessarily like showing my else but just being more like authentic and genuine with my journey um people like that um no yeah i think that's why like a lot when i first came out with my podcast like ashton was always telling me like Bro, you came out and you was doing like decent numbers. Like mm-hmm. people don't just come out and do numbers like yeah. that. And I was just like, yeah. When I really think about what played a part, like mm-hmm. I was just on there being myself. I was yeah. just talking. I was being myself, but I was picking it apart so much. Yeah. And like people was like, "Hey, like where I, you been?" I'm no, just like I, in my head. No, I completely understand you because that's exactly how I feel about my writing. I'd be like, "This shit is terrible." But then people come to me and be like, "Yeah, I read this. This was super good." And it's just like. What are y'all seeing that yeah. I'm not seeing? But you know, you're always gonna be your own worst critic. So um, very much letting so. go of that is um, it's hard because I, I still deal with it every single day. Mm-hmm. But, but it's um, necessary. It is, you know, kind of just letting it be, mm-hmm. especially because like when you're putting out good content, people are gonna like people gonna love it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you were talking about um you've been um applying for different jobs and stuff mm-hmm. just kind of like you working on your passion but a lot of yeah. that is free so when mm-hmm. you like find a job or like something that you kind of doing like tied you over until you're ready to kind of mm-hmm. step out on your own what kind of field or job do you plan on landing uh-huh. or what's something that would be ideal for you right now as far as like the workforce Ideally, well, really, like in a perfect world, yes. it'd be something like something related to hip hop. So you know, um, I'm all about like moving anywhere. Like I can talk about hip hop, and I will travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <honestly. laughs> um, but um, Tiny Desk has a lot of dope openings. Um, oh, I think that's out of New York, and okay. then Atlanta has a lot of cool stuff too. So I applied to work for CNN as a writer. Okay. Um, but in their like culture department, which yes. is something that I'm interested in too. So that's what I was gonna ask you. So, you know, a lot of people they feel like they can't make it in Houston. They mm-hmm. feel like Houston is yeah. quote a double ass mm-hmm. city, and they feel as though like you know a lot of us are crabs in a barrel. Yeah. yeah. So, when you are so passionate about Houston music mm-hmm. and just like Houston's culture and like you want to build a Houston museum, but you also like to see yourself moving away, how yeah. does that how does that look for you? That is a mental battle that I deal with every single day especially because I graduated May it's just like I really want to see this become this amazing thing um and I don't necessarily like follow that narrative that you can't make it in Houston because when I look at people like Megan it's just like I know it's possible correct Mm -hmm. um and it's important for like generations after us to know like this isn't necessarily that city like um I think as a community, it can be crabs in a bucket, but if you put the work in, you could still make it out of here, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I actually, I, um, 
I interviewed uh, Ryan New. He's a fashion designer, and we had a really good conversation a while back. And he was telling me like it's important for people to know that they can make it out of Houston. It's like, cause I feel like, granted, if I had the opportunity to go to LA or New York or even Atlanta, like I jump at it. Mm-hmm. But it's also still important to like make a name for yourself here. Right. So. Right. So I guess like a sub question to that question is like if it as much as you would like to move away to expand mm-hmm. your career, but like if yeah. things right here in Houston are like guided the way, like would you set your roots here in Houston? Um, oh, definitely. I I always I want to move away only to expand my horizons. Mm-hmm. But Houston is home to me. It yeah. Always will be, so. Yeah, and I mean, Mo City. Yeah. <laughs> that's your, that's your, that's what you, that's your you rep, Mo City. Yeah, Mo City. All right, Mo all right, City, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> so, like, any kind of like entrepreneurial advice you could give, um, as far as just kind of like, I would say to me, I feel mm-hmm. like you're building a certain brand. Yeah. For you and for yourself, mm-hmm. and then even with the hip hop thing, you know that'll be like your own yeah. business that you'll be able to kind of yeah. call your baby that mm-hmm. you build from the ground up. So, mm-hmm. what would you give to someone who's like in that? Okay, I'm working on my project right now, like nine to five, that job to fund that dream, right? Which is what like I'm working as a TA at like on campus right now. So, um, if it means I'm grading papers every day to like fund my dream, that's what I got to do, right? But um. Like, just never lose sight of that because it's like if you put the work in, you can do it. Um, and eventually it'll be noticed. Like, hard work does not go unnoticed because um, I've had this idea for like two and a half years and it's been very, very slow progress, but it's still progress. Right. And um, and it just recently just like started getting a little buzz. So I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on. So, so yeah. what do you feel was like that turning point between like, okay, like it's still in the beginning stages to like, all right, I got a little buzz there. Like, what was um, that kind of? Really like laying the foundation for it. Um, I personally, like, honestly, I love this idea, but at the same time, at one point, I really didn't want it because mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurship can be really, really hard. Like, owning a business is hard, and that's never the lane I ever saw myself have, like, being in. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think a lot of people our age have, like, billion dollar ideas, but they have terrible execution. Correct. And um, a lot of people don't lay that groundwork ahead of time. And I think that's something that a lot of people could probably, like, take note of. Mm-hmm. Like, for what I'm doing, like, it's so much paperwork that I had to file. It's so many things that I had to do. So much stuff I had to pay for on the back end mm-hmm. um, to fund this mm-hmm. to happen. And it's like, I don't mind it, but it's just like, I think there's a lot more work that goes into it. Because I think a lot of people seek that um, immediate, you know, validation. Yeah, the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. But we just kind of like living in an age, like, okay, dang, I just posted a picture. If 100 people don't like it in like, a minute. People want them hand and yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of hard to get out of that and um like I like I said before like me and Ashley had this conversation all the time and it's just like I kind of I've gotten to the space like to the point where I know I'm not gonna get that instant gratification so but it's important to still lay that groundwork because that gratification it'll come but just not now right you right working first, so. and most of the time like the people like you think gonna clap for you don't anyway oh, so it's just oh. like you gotta learn to yeah. all right that was good that i did mm-hmm. oh, moving no, on a yeah a lot of pass on the back because um i think there are a, a few people close to me that i would think that would like support it mm-hmm. but don't or they just recently like hopped on it but it's like i know like people who were really like in the trenches with me when i first had this idea yeah and they were like really behind it like shelby that's really really dope and now 
I think now that it's gained some traction, people are kind of like, oh, you know, let me repost that. Yeah, thing. yeah. Nigga, no, I ain't doing this for a long time. Like, where was you at? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I'll take any support I get at this point. Um, no, for real. But I, it's just, you know, it's stuff that you notice. But yeah, like um, the whole entrepreneurship business stuff is not, it's not easy. Mm. So yo, so yo, piece of advice is just like really take time to build your foundation. Oh, yeah, building your foundation is important, um, and you kind of got to get out of that mindset of like, oh, I'm doing this because I want hand claps, or I'm doing this just because you want money. Because I feel like that's the wrong mindset to have. Like me, person, I can't speak for everybody, but going into something because you're passionate about about it makes all the more difference. Because it's just like, like I said. Like in my particular case, it's like I'm building a nonprofit. Like I don't yeah. dime from this. Yeah. But it's just something that I really want to see happen in the city of Houston. So I'm trying to make sure that I cross all my T's and dot my I's to make sure that it's right. So, so do when you say like it's a nonprofit and you're not gonna make anything from it, do you eventually mm-hmm. see it? Like so, what if it's like a huge tourist attraction, kind of like the Trap Museum is? Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself charging at that point, or do would oh, you still? Oh yeah, but then, yeah. <laughs> something well, gonna have to change. Yes, what I was to say because um, it could very well like hit but home. I mean, like nonprofit in the sense that like I'm not necessarily gaining any like funds from it. You're um, right. But eventually, like if it does become this big thing, then things will like definitely change but um but yeah so. cool cool so like when we you know this is a manifestation moment when we sitting at the launch party ah! for the hip-hop museum who we seeing like for uh, sure i know you got some houston heavy hitters you would like to see actually, there actually um i don't want to speak on it too soon but i actually do have quite a few people on board with this project okay um, that are like willing to like show up for me and come on i can't I honestly can't believe that it's gotten to this point, but um, it'd be a lot of people there. I, I, I see it. So that is what's up. But I'm hoping to have like the pop up launch party like this summer. Come so, on, yes, I ain't got ma'am. that much time left, but uh, I'm but working. it's all right. You're working on it. That's what's up. Do you have so. like anything else you kind of wanted to plug? Anything else you wanted to say or talk about before we wrap up? I don't know. I don't know. Being a creative is hard as fuck. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole different... Because it's like you with this constant struggle, like, am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? Are people yeah. going to rock with this when I put it out? Um, Are they? Am I doing... Do I sound crazy? Y'all know for me. I think when I did that one piece on porn, it, mm-hmm. was, uh, it was amazing, like, the feedback I got from it. Mm-hmm. But after I had did it, I had put down my pen for so long because I was like, what am I supposed to do to top that? Like, I don't know... Yeah. How to be any more authentic than what I just wrote. Yeah. I didn't pour my life out in this. Yes. So um, after that, like, it was, I hit this really, really hard wall. Like, I had writer's block for, like, two or three months. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of over Christmas break. Like, I just didn't know what to do. So. Um, no, yeah, just kind of, like, getting into that piece a little bit more, though. Like, I think it was a much-needed piece. Like, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, for people who really haven't seen it, Shelby just yeah. kind of, like, you know, dove into just, like, the porn addiction that a lot of us have, you yeah. know, we don't talk about it too much, but I definitely think you opened up like a, 
I don't want to say a floodgate, so to speak, but like people just thought that it was okay yeah. once you did it. And like that's a big thing for me too with my podcast, like making it okay to just like yeah. say it. Like making it relate because like you said, like I was so afraid to talk about this and I was so ashamed of it for so long. Mm-hmm. And um now I'm kind of just like, wow, like I really shared that. And the feedback I got was like monumental because people texted me, mm-hmm. people DM'd me and told me like, I'm so glad that you shared this because this was something that I didn't realize so many people like dealt with so. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. how I felt um, when I did that podcast with Chelsea, and I she just kind of like told her story yeah. about being mm-hmm. a victim of mm-hmm. you know yeah. molestation and stuff and rape, and she just kind of like really just showed a vulnerable side of yeah. herself. And a lot of people hit me up. They was like, "Hey, like you asked her like just the, the right amount of questions. Yeah. Like you didn't make her. Today. I didn't feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and she, I don't know she kind of felt comfortable. And yeah. I, it just really like resonated with me. I even had men kind of reaching out to me like, "Hey, I would like to talk to you about what I experienced." Like, yeah. and I was just like, "Go, oh, yo!" Stuff like that is so important to me. Like as um, a writer, as a journalist, a yes. creator, like getting that type of feedback, especially when people say it's relatable Mm -hmm. feels the best to me because if anything um it means that like my work is reaching people but it also means that like hey you are not the only person that's dealing with this and it's like super organic like like me and Ashley talk about that all the time he was Mm -hmm. like bro like as long as you like organically he he can feel it (laughs) see it smell it (laughs) but being organic being genuine is that's definitely the route to go because people are always going to rock with it that way yeah, and I think, like, in our generation and, like, the time we're in, like, people just don't want nothing fake. Like, we yeah. see through it. Like, we mm-hmm. smell it. It's just, like, why? Like, mm-hmm. other than, like, the fake bodies, like, for the most part, we all be on one accord as far yeah. as, like, don't feed us none of that mm-hmm. fake BS. Like, right. I feel like a lot of, like, our parents' generation, it was just kind of a lot of stuff was wiped over. Yeah. It was just like, well, y'all don't need to know us. So don't ask us no questions about it. And we asking the questions. Yeah. The we important lo- question. Yes. Um, and it's funny because I, um, I, I had a conversation with my mom, like, similar to this a while back, and I was like, how come I don't know you before you was my mama? And yeah. she was like, that wasn't for you to know, but it's just like, half of the bullshit I went through, yeah. like, if you would have told me that, like, I would It's crazy you brought that up, because, like, sometimes, like, so for me... It, it was me and my mom, mm-hmm. and um, it was me and my mom for the longest. And like I had a relationship with my dad, but he was all like very like in and out, mm-hmm. and I never really truly understood that. But she never like told me not to see my dad. Like I always knew who my dad was, but he had his own demons that he was mm-hmm. fighting. So fast forward, me and my dad, you know, we get in a relationship now that mm-hmm. I'm older. Like I'm finding out this, 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 this about my mom, and then like I'm coming to her and I'm just like, so you went through this and you like I didn't know, like you experienced right. this and I didn't know, and like mm-hmm. so many like of her mannerisms, so many things that she did so many things like the way she handled her dad the way she handled her dating the way she handled her parents the way she loves on me generational yes um and kind of like you said like i find out stuff about my mom all the time like through my older sister Mm -hmm. and um, we even talk about like how our parents were different with raising each one of us because we got them at different periods in their lives too Mm -hmm. like just like i asked my mom about how she was before she was my mom like when she was my mom it was different from my older sister like it was different from my younger sister like it was different from me mm-hmm. so it's just like i probably got my mama at her happiest time right but she had my older sister when she was really really young so that Same was a me. very um mm-hmm. i don't want to say angry but she that wasn't the best time for her so mm-hmm. um all of us have different mannerisms but um 
everything we we've all picked up something from that. So. Yeah, my my mom, um, she had my brother when she, with me and my brother, thirteen years apart. So mm-hmm. she really mm-hmm. like thought she was like on with her life. She had her thirteen year old. Yeah. She thought her baby was grown. She was gonna have her one little kid, mm-hmm. and here I come. Like my mom will yeah. tell you the story. Like she she definitely loves me. She's happy mm-hmm. I'm here. But she'll tell the story. She was like, I was in a bad place. Like yeah. I, it was so hard raising your brother. Yeah. And then I was just like, how am I gonna do it again? Mm-hmm. Because she decided she didn't want to be with my dad anymore mm-hmm. at that point. And it's just like, how do you like? raise a baby you don't want to be with the father it was it's just like a lot to unpack but like you realize like the traumas they experience whether they let us on or not like Mm -hmm. it has like some kind of effect on us yeah no definitely and um i i've learned not to blame either my parents for the things they went through correct it's like when they was in their 20s i can only imagine having a kid trying to because my mama had my brother at 22 right now i'm 23 going on 24 if i had a baby right now i would be making all kind of mistakes I'll be seeing people on my Instagram with kids. I'm like, y'all really got kids. Kids, right now. kids. Like, Some of them on their second, third baby. Like, That's crazy to me, but I, I get it though, because mm-hmm. my mom had my oldest sister when she was 17. Yep. And she wasn't even in college yet. So it's just like yep. her navigating the world with a newborn. Yeah. That must have been wild. And she wasn't with my sister's dad. And then yep. she got with my daddy and then yeah yeah like one of my closest friends she got a baby and she going to school right now so it's just like i know i see it like i'm there helping her like hey you need a babysitter da, 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 da. Yeah. so i can only imagine you know like they gotta go drop the baby off like i remember my mom mm-hmm. she started going to um undergrad but then she got pregnant with my brother so she stopped yeah. so then like fast forward she decided to go back and get her undergrad mm-hmm. when i was around so my mom would pick me up from my nana house mm-hmm. come home feed me put me to bed do me yeah. my homework she would go to sleep for a little bit wake up do her homework overnight, mm-hmm. get a little bit of sleep, wake up, go to work yeah. the next day. So it's just like, I can only yeah, imagine I, the sacrifices. It. And it's like my mom ended up doing, she did it all and then went to nursing school and became a nurse. And it's just like, that's why. But she was just so determined to break generational curses. And I'm grateful for it. But, but uh, that's, think about it. That's probably where you get like a good chunk of your determination from. Like, it's oh, embedded yeah, I in you. Like, that motivation definitely comes from her. But I also, like, the flip side to that is that um, she's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. and like, I say that like so plainly, like, not even being funny. Like, that woman is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, um, because, she always has something to do mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that but um taking like adequate amounts of rest are very important too yeah and um just like always like being determined to finish something is something that i have that not that i want to get over because it's a great asset to have but mm-hmm. um sometimes you should be like hey chill out chill out like you good. Like, you doing fine. Yeah, yeah, because so. you are, like, that that competing with yourself and that constant, like, dang, I could be doing this, I could be doing that, I could be doing this. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. I get it. But And then it's like, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, like, I'm sure your mom has accomplished, like, all of the dreams yeah, or right. stuff that she wanted to do. And, like, she's raised girls that are, like, yeah. doing so amazing. So, I know she's, like, mm-hmm. feeling like all that sacrifice, all the stuff oh, she did yeah. was... Not in vain, no, like I in the slightest. Feel like she believes that um, her method has paid off, and it has. Mm-hmm. Um, two, well, my older sister and I, we both have bachelor's degrees. We're both getting master's degrees, and my youngest is about to graduate from high school and go to college too. So it's just like, come on, I mean, she, exactly, she right, so. exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, come on, mama. Yeah. But yeah, that's beautiful. But it just like. 
breaking generational curses and just really being aware. Healing is like a big thing. Like heal you before you decide, like, let me go out into the world and tie myself to someone else. Like that is like the biggest deal. Cause a lot of us, like we dealing with trauma. Like Mm -hmm. I've, I've really just recently been kind of just like tapped into like a lot of self care and like self awareness because Mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes it's so Mm -hmm. easy to get lost, whether it's in Mm -hmm. another person, get lost in work, get lost in, you know, just trying to live. Like, like my determination like will have me like so like absorbed into whatever project I'm working on. But in that same beat, um like I get like I know myself like in relationships and I hate her. Yeah. I hate me because too. love will have you so blind. So yeah. I um I will agree. I I damn near say like I run from it because it's just mm-mm. and I feel like I've seen like the worst of the worst in mm-hmm. relationships. Um, no shade to my parents, but, um, like that kind of got me like, I don't never want to, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and I love both of them like dearly, but they, their flaws probably scream the loudest to me and my sisters. So it's just like, I never really seen like, like healthy, healthy, like relationships. Mm -hmm. And not that I just have to have like an example or a template or anything, but but it's like if you're not really necessarily mirroring something, it's kind of like life though. Like every, like you just said, like a lot of stuff your mom does, you do. Mm-hmm. So like the relationship that your parents showed you, that's kind of like how you gonna subconsciously love. And I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> no, I get it. Me. I get it. Cause mm-hmm. like I like my mom. For me, like whenever. It, she is fed up with something she's just like no i gotta leave and like that's how mm-hmm. i am like as, yeah. as many relationships as i've been in like it's just like when i get to that point like it ain't no none of that yeah. like bye yeah. and like sometimes that worries me because it's just like what if whenever my soulmate does come along like i just walk away from them because of a flaw that like i just feel like i can't get over but everyone has their own flaw and see i did i i grapple with that a lot too um but i think mine I feel it on a much more intense level. Like, I be, like, canceling people for, like, the smallest of things. Mm-hmm. And um, I also, like, I get, I start to get concerned when I start feeling emotionally invested in something because I know me. Like, like even, like I said, like, with work, like, once I'm there, like, I'm in, in it. it. Yeah. So, um, I kind of, like, keep people at arm's length because it's, like, I'm not trying to go down this road with you. Yeah. Um, which doesn't necessarily work to my benefit because they still be having me in like fucked up situations, but. Yeah. yeah but I, I also like I tell people like I was talking to my niece cause she's 16 she kind of mm-hmm. going through like that boy phase and stuff and yeah. I was just and she's very like she want to cut people off and I was just like but when that one person does come along like that you want to try with mm-hmm. you will so like just yeah. like if it's organic and it feels natural like you'll find that one person yeah, that you want to try for mm-hmm. and then that's either gonna make or break you right. <laughs> we'll put you through the ringer right there no yeah so kind of like <laughs> diving a little further into that, like mm-hmm. when you feel like dating and stuff, like is that something you're doing right now? It's kind of like on a back burner. Um, I'm trying. Sporadic. I'm trying. Like I'm really genuinely attempting to put my best foot forward. Um, it's because you're ready for a relationship. You just want like a companion of sorts. Um, um, I think that's fair. Um I don't know that I, I can't say that I'm necessarily ready for a relationship because I don't know if I'd be willing to invest 
the amount of time that it requires because relationships can really be a job. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to think that I am, but I'm probably not. Like, but then that's another thing we need to like kind of break too. Like relationships come across as work a lot of times, mm-hmm. and we need to get to that point. Like it's yeah. something that we can intertwine with our schedule, not like mm-hmm. an addition of things that we need yeah. to do. So, and again, I think that's all. Like it boils down to like my environment that I was in, like with my parents. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I'm really like a pessimist in relationships. And you, like, you'd never think that knowing No, me, you're like, because you seem like such an optimistic person every other avenue of your is, life. Yes, the one place where you're going to see me like, nah. But do you think it's because, like, your own relationships, like you said, your parent relationship, um, like, have I you just not it's seen? it's a combination of both. But I've also noticed, like, patterns from my parents that I've picked up on, and it's just like, sheesh. I can't do that. Like, yeah. So it's like it's unlearning a lot of stuff that I saw mm-hmm. when I was younger and mm-hmm. probably still see now. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to like navigate that. So. No, yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that because, like, for example, my uh, my cousin, she kind of like talks a lot about like her parents, like they they argue a lot, mm-hmm. and but they still stay together. And I just think, like, that stigma of, like, divorce over, like, the older generations, mm-hmm. like, they don't like it. But it's just, like, your kids are seeing, like, yeah. how how yeah, you love. That's literally, um, like, how me and all my siblings feel now. Because it's just, like, I mean, we all grown at this point. Like, my youngest sister, she about to go to college. Like, I'm at home for the time being. And my older sister, Ben, moved out the house. So, it's just, like. I'm not really sure what y'all are doing. Yeah, at this. this point. But I don't know. Like, you, you, I was talking to my mom about this, too. Like, you see a lot of older couples, like, they living in the same house, but they sleep in separate rooms. Or oh, yeah, they, they yeah, they're like, why, why are y'all, I understand the whole we stay together for the kids portion. I hear all that. But it's just like, first of all, y'all probably would have been happier if you would have been at two happy households. You probably would have been happier if you were parents. It would have changed the dynamic, but it would have still been better than what we see now. Cause like, it's, yeah, and it's like as much as y'all like try to have like that united front, like we see it, we hear it. That is that's far it's, from united. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. And yeah. I, I've told my parents that, and she's just like, "Well, no, it's for your sister." And it's just like this little girl can't stand both of y'all. Like, yeah. Y'all might as well. <laughs> yeah. And but, then like now when she get older, she like, well, I gotta argue with my boyfriend in order for him. And, you know what I mean? And the thing is, is like I've seen in both of my siblings like the mannerisms that we've all like picked up from them, and it's just like, if anything, I'm not even like shading them, but like they hold on to relationships way longer than I ever could. Yeah. And I told my mama about it too. I was just like, Lacey and Jazz be in relationships all the time, and I just be like. Yeah, I can be up here by myself. Like, yeah, and I don't mind it. Like, cause I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But um, the only somehow I kind of like appease my mind by being single a lot is that I feel like people are dealing with something that I know I wouldn't want to deal with, or they're settling in some type of. 
some capacity, yeah, like yeah some cause, capacity. and that's why, like, from as someone who's been in a lot of relationships, and I'm just like really good on it. Like now, like every relationship that like I put myself into, mm-hmm. like I put so much work into it, and it's mm-hmm. just like they weren't even really ready to put that work into themselves. Mm-hmm. So like, how I'm trying to help you grow, and I'm trying to help myself grow. Like this is yeah. the time that I need to be growing and putting all that energy into myself. Like mm-hmm. I legit didn't drop a podcast all last year because I was in a relationship worried about mm-hmm. stuff that I shouldn't mm-hmm. have been worried about. Like I genuinely think like. At a certain point, like, not specifically because of my relationship, but it's just, like, all that that came with, it just made me, like, not want to work on my passion. And it's, like, you don't ever want to get to that point. definitely, like, speak to that with the last relationship that I was in. Um, I've only probably been in, like, two serious relationships in my entire life. And you already know one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, but, um... But no, like, I never want to get to the point. Like, if I start hating hip-hop, y'all need to check on me. Yes. Like, like no. Shelby, where's the drop? <laughs> no, for real. Because um, last relationship I was in was, like, it was extremely draining. And I just never want to go through that again. Yeah. And it's just, like, I hate the way I shield myself from it. But also, at the same time, it's just, like, it's okay. Like, yeah. you yeah. don't want to deal with that right now. Yeah. So... So yeah, take it. Yeah, take it from me. Like I, I've been, and like I regret so much. Like undergrad, like I was in like three relationships. Like after undergrad, I was in another relationship, and like now it's just like I'm just so good. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm just so good on it. Like it, I, yeah. I'm just like in that in that mode of like mm-hmm. okay, like I tried to like help y'all, but like let me help me. Mm-hmm. And like I just think that's like very important. Like I've been learning so much yeah. about myself and just really like tapping into different yeah. things that make me happy. That's really good. Cause and then like a lot of I've noticed like a lot of relationships that we put ourselves into, mm-hmm. like they're not happy. So like they want you to yeah. like find be that no, happiness. Like see, I talk about that all the time with people. Like I think energy and I ain't even trying to be like deeper no no energy is important get into it um transferable yes I've noticed like I've been with people or been around people that were insecure Mm -hmm. and like it made me feel insecure come on I'm not even like that that's not even getting deep bro like like, energy is transferred it's kind of like my homegirl you know Aaliyah from Westside mm -hmm. Um, we lived together and we were just kind of she's vegetarian and Mm -hmm. she was just kind of talking about meat for Mm -hmm. example but she was just saying like the state that the cow or whatever animal is in and then when we go ahead and decide to eat it like you could take like that same energy oh, yeah. that the animal had so just it. imagine like being around somebody 24 7 or like just how when you say like oh well i've been at work all day and you at home so like let me just take that out on you because I like you know you're my partner i see you like that, like, same here in class at work you come home and they just dry dead Salty. Ready, have you ready to curse them out? Like, yeah, it's just um, like I came home. I wasn't trying to feel all this energy that you bringing mm-hmm. on to me right now. And it's crazy, like especially like those negative emotions. They yes. can like you can feel that. Yes, you know? or people who haven't like properly dealt with their traumas. Mm-hmm. So it's just like okay, when when you decide to like have a mode of like the reliving this trauma or like something mm-hmm. reminds you of that. Right. Like now I got to deal with that because you mm-hmm. haven't dealt with that. No, and I definitely understand. Like just like how you said, like you're the type to leave like certain situations. <laughs> Like, I'm the one to shut down. It's like, I'm here, but I'm not present. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to talk about nothing. I'm not trying to resolve anything. And it's like, I know it's toxic. Okay. <laughs> but it's, um, it's, kinda, it's still like a learned behavior. So it's still like something to get over. Like, And see, for me, like, I'm just like the talker. Like, I'm like, all right, so either we're going to talk over this. <laughs> Or we 
But see, that's me. I'm yeah. just like, so you gonna come in here with this like energy, and we not gonna even talk about it. You not gonna like give me no words. You not gonna tell yeah. me what's going on. Um, Nothing. You had a bad day at work. Do I need to leave you alone? Like, I'm working on that type of communication, like, being like, hey, that shit that you did the other day, that really wasn't cool, but I ain't say nothing then, because <laughs> if I would have told you then, it wouldn't have been cool no more. <laughs> but, um, oh but I just know, like, it's all about approaching how you say stuff, and I think people kind of get this intimidating vibe for me, but mm-hmm. what's strange about it, and I think this also, like, stems from my parents, like, I'm so afraid of rejection. Yeah. That I just don't be talking. Yeah. And it never works to my benefit. But, like, speaking up is always going to help me in the long run. And that's something I'm still But I guess that's something that you could kind of, like, correlate to, like, your media and stuff, though. Because Mm -hmm. it's just, like, when you really want something in your media, you got to speak up. You got to be there. You got to be present. You got to claim that moment. Mm -hmm. So, in your relationships, when you, like, feeling stressed or you feeling, like, any kind of thing on you, Mm -hmm. you might as well just go ahead and claim that moment. Because at the end of the day... Nine times out of ten, the other person is gonna put that on you, regardless oh, if you yeah. want it or not. So you oh, might as well yeah. put whatever you got on you on them, yeah. and we just gonna put it on each other because that's why we both here. All right, no, and it, it's a great point, and it's something that I'm really, really working on. Like, no, I've like been in there. a moment of like transparency, like that is like something I deal with all the time. Like, and it's crazy because it's like it's not even just solely relationships; it'll be friendships. Like, I just don't be saying stuff because it's just like. It's just like effort, like whatever. But it's just like being passive like that will have people like running over you. Yes. Coming from, like, someone who's, like, I think I'm going through the transition of, like, not being so passive, whether it be, like, relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I'm just always, like, how can I help you? Like, what can mm-hmm. I do for you? Like, I've all, even, like, my best friends, like, they'll tell you, like, I'm just yeah. always, like, trying to serve, mm-hmm. rather. But it's just, like, at the end of the day, like, not everybody's receptive of that. Not everybody's yeah. appreciative of that. Some mm-hmm. people are envious of the fact that you have the resources to help mm-hmm. them. Like, I'm using my resources to help you, and, like, you still, yeah. like, trying to I'm take it for bad. Yeah. yeah. So, just, like, really tapping into mm-hmm. that, like, okay, cool, I did that for you, but you really didn't appreciate it, so I'ma just exit stage left. And, <laughs> and I'm good, like, for a ghost, like, I'ma just leave situations alone. See, and, my block finger is real, like, you know like protect I'm, my energy. See, I'm trying to get, like, I used to... And see, this is the crazy thing about growth, man. Like, Come on, growth. Oh, Shelby, like, <laughs> would have said, fuck you for less. Yes. But Come on. I'm really Come trying on. to be like, you know what? I like that. <laughs> fuck you for less. Can we get that on the shirt? I would have said, <laughs> fuck you for less. No, for real. Like, I would have been like, fuck you. Like, I ain't dealing with that. And I think I still have that about me. But it's like, I be trying to reason with people. But yes. But it's just like... You trying to bring the old girl back. Oh you God. See her. She's settled. So. She's calm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's resting. Mm-hmm. Let her rest. I know. Growth is just like such a intense and crazy. Growth and healing is I don't know if you keep up I forgot her last name, but her name's like Liza. What what's that girl last name? Anyway, she got really, really popping on YouTube, and, like, she was just kind of, like, talking with um, Ashley Graham not too long ago on her podcast, mm-hmm. and she was just saying, like, how she's, like, always, like, in this constant state of evolution, and I was mm-hmm. just, like, that's, like, so true. Like, we yeah. always think, like, I'm trying to grow, but, and we say it, like, it's going to be a point that it ends. Oh, yeah. Like, you grow from the day you born mm-hmm. to the day you end, and then it's, like, yeah. some you could have, like, that period of, like, mm-hmm. not really doing much or yeah. not much circulation, yeah. but at the end of the day, we always growing, so it's just, like, once you get past mm-hmm. that one little piece that you're, like, 
dang, I really grew past that. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to work on something else. I think it, the same thing can be said for healing as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it ever really ends. Like, of course you do feel better, but mm-hmm. it's like you're always kind of in that constant state of healing, you know, so. Yeah, I was watching um, Herbo's, um interview with mm-hmm. um, Charlemagne and mm-hmm. them, and he was just kind of talking about, like, how he just had to finally break down and go to a therapist. And, like, you could just kind of, yeah. like, really see his healing, mm-hmm. like, even, like, with his mannerisms, mm-hmm. like, from him going from his last relationship to his new one, mm-hmm. him, like, kind of, like, learning how to navigate being a dad. Like, yeah. you can just, like, tell. Like, he's definitely, like, mm-hmm. taking that healing process, like, very mm-hmm. seriously. Because he yeah. was saying he went because he was kind of forced to go because of court. But, mm-hmm. like, so, like, even, like, he was like, man, mm-hmm. people go to see a therapist after they, you know, yeah. parents get divorced. Mm-hmm. Like, I see people die every day, and I'm back mm-hmm. outside. Like, like, long before he even dropped PTSD, like, you could hear, like, um, Welcome to Phasoland and Ballin' Like I'm Kobe. Those were, like, two of his earlier mixtapes. Like, you could hear the pain in his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, He's watched a lot of his friends die. Yeah. So even when he was explaining his album cover, he was saying like all those faces, fifty people that he know that's and die, whether yeah. indirectly or directly. And it's just yeah. like some people don't even know fifty people that's dead. Right. So for him to have like put fifty people in the ground that he knew close to him. That's that's crazy. That's insane. Like that's definitely like a need for therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like that is hard. Like even like unpacking that, like just Cause outside of the funeral aspect, I'm pretty sure a good percent of them he saw them pass away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like that's that's deep. That's a lot. That's a lot to. And do. even like people that he probably haven't and didn't know, like he was mm-hmm. just in Chicago. Cause like Chicago yeah. just has like mm-hmm. you never know. Like if you run up on the south side, summer, like people were, were dying. dying. Yes. yes. In the I streets. remember that. Like the news was covering that like every day. Like people were really dying. No, yeah, and and then it's crazy because like now it's like getting to the point like it's news when people don't die in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like you would think like the death rate like they when would report that. Death that. Toll goes down. Yes, like, the they're like, dang, nobody got shot in Chicago this weekend. Like, like national it's sad coverage. That that's amazing though. Yeah, so. yeah, it sounds like that's the standard. Mm-hmm. Dang. Well, the hip hop museum. <gasps> it's on the way. It's on the way. I hope so. I hope so. You're um, publishing Houstonia and where else? Houstonia, Where You At Magazine. That was back in New Orleans, though, but I still got a few pieces from them. Okay. Um, I'm currently, like, housed at Def Pen right now. Okay, Def Pen. I write with them, like, almost every day, just about. Okay. And then um, Talented Ones, it's a small, like, it's another podcast, but they started, like, having like written content and they had reached out to me a while back to write something for them so I did that okay um that's that's kind of like all I'm doing right now um and then like of course writing for myself from time to time on Halloween okay um but that's kind of like ties back into the museum so Yes, well, check out my girl. She got the House of Lean blog. She got the HTX Museum coming out pretty soon. Check it out, All Things Hip Hop. Um, we just named everywhere she's published, so if you want to get some of her reading content. But House of Lean is definitely, like, super good. I read every one that you drop. It's very important to me. No, it's very important. You know, like, I just really like that, you know, we're in this wave of, like, supporting each other, like, women mm-hmm. empowerment. Like, I'm, like, so here for yeah, it. Like, exactly. it's enough people, like, trying to put black women down. Yeah. Women in general, but, like, black women, yeah. like, we just always, like, trying to fight for that space in the room, and yeah, I just really I, appreciate it. I definitely feel like it's still enough space at the table for everybody. Everybody. So, it's like, you just gotta support. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. I'm glad you came and talked to me. Like, I've I'm really so been wanting to have this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we got like an hour and eight minutes oh, worth wow. of content and That's like i'm amazing. yes i'm super blessed that you came out you know make sure y'all watch the podcast please okay tune in because i'm trying to add it to youtube now i'm trying to do oh, soundcloud that's okay. why i'm yes so that's why i'm like doing it all that's great i'm about to get this edits and you know k day speaks about so to come back it. bigger and better yes me too you know repost it find Share a friend it. know a friend retweet it come on that shit. find my girl at shelby stewart on every platform Shelby Stewart, just how it sounds, just how it's spelt. <laughs> Follow me on K Day Speaks and K Talks yes. You, K A E Talks You. And you know, thanks for vibing with us today. You know, I hope like we said something that like sparked your interest. You know, something that you into. Maybe you know you want to learn more about hip hop. Hit up my girl Shelby because she'll definitely like sit down and talk to talk to you. You know, very genuine spirit. I really wanted to have like an intimate conversation. I think we did that. It was a little bit for everybody in this one. We went music. Talking generational curses, moms, dads, relationships, zodiac signs. Come on, somebody. Stay away from cancer. <laughs> Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. We cool. Well, just the men. Just the men. Just the yes, men. Yes, the cancer men. We don't know about y'all. But yeah, thank you, sis. Thank you so much. We out. <laughs>